Well, each vessel travels along a vector uh, through space-time along its center of gravity. Like a spear. I beg your pardon? Like, like a spear that, that uh, comes out of your chest. Um, sure, yeah. And in order for the vessel to travel through time, it's got to find a porthole, or in this case, a wormhole, or... Well, could these portals, um... Could these portals just appear uh, anywhere, anytime? I think that's highly unlikely. No, I think what you're talking about is, um, an act of God. Well, if God controls time, then all time's predecided. I'm not following you. Look, every living thing follows along a set path. And if you could see your path or channel, then you could see into the future, right? Like, uh, that's a form of time travel. Well, you're, you're contradicting yourself, Donnie. If we were able to see our destinies manifest themselves visually, then we would be given a choice to betray our chosen destinies. And the mere fact that this, this choice exists would make all preformed destiny uh, come to an end. Not if you travel within God's channel. So, uh, do you guys like the opening quote for Donnie Darko? I didn't think that was going to be the one you would pick, you would pick but it's good. <laughs> I was going to be like, I like your boobs. <laughs> <laughs> like- <laughs> that laugh was so perfect, eh? <laughs> yeah. I actually freaked out. I don't think I could do that again. <laughs> Donnie Darko, 2001 Richard Kelly film, mm, written and directed ma. by him. It's probably masterpiece. Uh, yeah, close to a masterpiece. Masterpiece. Yeah. Oh, you you agree, John? This is. All right, let's talk about our first experiences watching this. I think this is your first proper time, Jordan. Do you want to elaborate how yeah. you felt and why it's taken you so long? I don't know why it's taken me so long because, like, the it was like one of the um what do you call it? One of the movies that like our teachers would pick for English analysis back in school, and like it just my teacher just never picked it. We got like uh, Gran Torino with. <laughs> What's his name? Eastwood. Yeah, Clint Eastwood. Clint Eastwood in it instead. Well, so, <laughs> yeah. So boring. Not, not quite the same. Um, but, yeah, so I was always jealous that the other kids got to do that one and I got to do Gran Torino. But um, yeah. it's been one that I wanted to watch for a long time. Um, and, yeah, it, first time watching, kind of hard for me to follow. Like, I definitely think this is going to be better on the rewatch. But, like, you know, I'd rewind little parts and, like, make sure I was keeping up okay. And, um, you know, I still, like, got it and i still thought it was like a really beautiful movie so i'm impressed really good suggestion yes (laughs) uh tony what about you how how was your first experience with this my first experience would have been what 10 years ago maybe actually more than 10 years ago like maybe 14 15 years ago i'd be in the perfect age i think 15 17 yeah and like this movie is made for moody teenagers i think it's the only sci-fi movie with like this tone like this, like yes, teenage uh, artsy, angst. yeah, teenage angst. That's a good word for it. Yeah, sad boy. I think is the best way to describe <laughs> yeah. it. So um, true. it's such a thought provoking movie, and like it is very deep. And like multiple rewatches are definitely necessary to fully understand what actually is going on. First time you watch it, it's so captivating. Is every scene, like every scene, ends in a way that you're like, oh, what the hell is this about? Like when you first see, like they made me do it. That's that's so intriguing. Like who's they? Like. A perfect movie, really. Just it just holds you the whole time, like you're so intrigued. 
Well, big, yeah. big ups from Tony for Donnie Darko. But yeah, I think I'm through the looking glass now anyway. Like now I'm all sudden, not with the pedophile dude, not with fucking Swayze. You like you were on his side at one point. Well, like only because he's such a charismatic actor. But when you find out Swayze. he's like a, yeah, a Swayze. But yeah. then you find he's like a pedo and he's like a freak. Um, you kind of like <laughs> screw this you dude. You thought he was a good character? I didn't say he was a good start. character. I just I said, think he's the fucking Antichrist. <laughs> yeah. I just think, like, now I recognize, like, more from an adult's point of view. Because when you're a kid, you're just like, now nah, fuck authority, fuck all this shit. Let's just, like, you know, end the world. Which is pretty funny because he ends his world but saves everyone else's lives, I guess. And it's a very twisted tale. Uh, it's really nice. It's a really nice movie, as Jordan said. Like, there's moments in here that's deep and meaningful. Um, a lot of love, surprisingly. Uh, even though it's like such a dark undertone of like, I know, evil bunny rabbits and pedophiles and sparkle motion, uh, how dark it can It's get. definitely got, it's got a specific vibe, doesn't it? And I kind of, I put in my notes that I feel like if this movie was made at any other time point, I understand the movie itself is supposed to be set in the late 80s, but this was made in the late, I mean, the early 2000s. Oh. Uh, early um, I feel like yeah, early 2000s, noughts. yeah, yeah, noughts, two thousands, noughts and crosses, the noughties. I think Shane wants to. That's what he calls it. <laughs> Nort- Everyone calls Nort- it the two thousands. Shane goes, it's the noughties, baby. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I feel like if it had been made like say in the twenty tens or like in the early nineties, the vibes would have been different. It's just yeah. yeah, I don't know what it is, but that's how I feel. Maybe because like the technology quite hadn't. Like, it was at a good spot of advancement to make this movie. Yeah. I know it's supposed to be set in 1988, but mm. I felt like it was contemporary. I just felt like it didn't really put me in 1988. Everything just seemed so of its time when it was filmed. I don't know if that's, like, Richard Kelly fucking up or whatever, but I don't know. I feel like they really um, had a really good cast because I think Jake Gyllenhaal, they got really lucky there. Like, this movie really oh, punched yeah. above its weight class. Like, it's way better than it should be for what, it, what resources it had. Like, they're lucky mm. they had Drew Barrymore, like, loving the movie and, like, pushing it forward. Even Christopher Nolan, like, I don't know if you guys are aware of this, but he sort of, like, got this as cinema released. So he must have seen it and it's like, no, we have to get this out in cinema. Even though... Do you have that much pool? How much pool do you have in 2001 or 2002? Well, he was... Did you make my mental? He had a decent enough pool. Like, he was Warner Bros. little okay. boy, wasn't he, back then? I think by no, like. No, I think that was a Batman Begins, wasn't it? 2005. No, no, he got that because he was Warner Boys Boys, bro. Ah. So was he didn't Somnia for them? Yeah, he didn't Somnia. Memento got him so much juice, bro. Didn't, you know, fucking waste <laughs> it like Richard, Richard Kelly, his juice, when he made the Southland Tales because he was so hot. He probably thought. Oh, yeah, it sucks that happened to Richard Kelly. Yeah. Um, but no, like this movie, as I said, should have. Not, not say it should have flopped, but should be like, you know, like a. Interesting film, but it actually straddles that line of being like a masterpiece. I feel like it's just a little bit, a couple notches short, but for what it is, it's amazing. Like, it had no business being this good, in my opinion. And, like, Jordan, what, what <laughs> version did you watch? Did you watch the director's cut or the theatrical version? I I don't know. Hang on. I, well, it must be the theatrical version because it was just like, it was, I watched it on Stan. So. Yeah. I have a funny feeling they wouldn't have put the director's cut on there. Do you know what I mean? Okay. What was the... And the runtime was only like uh, like an hour, hour and, and 50? 40 something. Okay. Yeah. I think you watched out the version we watched. 
Um, there's a lot okay. of deliberation of which one's better. Most people side with the release version, not the director's cut, only the because yeah, only because of the uh, ambiguity it provides. Like, there's answers a lot less questions, leads more to the imagination. Like, because uh-huh. um, yeah, I don't know if you guys know, but Richard Kelly has confirmed this like two different universes, and this is like a parallel universe we're living in throughout the movie, which is like yeah, yeah. Should we do movie smoothie so I can clear some stuff up? Yeah, I think so. I feel like yeah. movie smoothie is appropriate. Oh, I wanted to go through my interpretation of the film. Yeah, that sounds good. Uh, do you want to uh, add some ingredients to the smoothie, or what do you yeah. guys want to do? What else? What else could it be other than a smoothie? What else are they doing in this movie? <laughs> when Clean. I do a movie smoothie, it's definitely like a uh, plane turbine crashing through a house. So I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, let's do it. Let's Tony, let's do it. Tony can actually do it like a smoothie. Let's add some ingredients then, eh? Uh, okay. <laughs> Jordan, do you want to go bunny suit, uh, eyeballs, getting shot? <laughs> 28 days, 6 hours, 42 minutes, 12 seconds. A ticking clock. Ticking clock. Uh, a walking clock. A, a plane turbine. <laughs> plane turbine. <A> pedophiles. <laughs> pedophiles, yep. <laughs> Schools, vandalism. Drew Barrymore. Uh Alcohol, Seth Rogen's laugh. I think I'll put Tony's. I don't think, <laughs> think he laughed in this movie. <laughs> yeah, no, but no, he didn't. He didn't. Uh, man. They, but what, he likes boobs. It. Yeah, I like mm. boobs. Yeah, and like awkward Hawaiian chick. I think she was Hawaiian descent. I don't know. She was pretty pretty cool character though. The one that Donnie really feels sorry for, and she's in love with secretly. Until he yeah. okay. Yeah, and sparkle start. motion. You could put some sparkle motion in there. All right, let me just put this through my portal smoothie right. machine. Send it back in time, baby. <laughs> so, this is my smoothie. So, this movie's about a kid named Donnie Darko, which is a superhero, I believe. He has a superpower, which is the ability to sense the future. Like, at the start of the movie, he can only do this sub- At the start of the movie, he can only do subconsciously for, for his sleep. So, that's the only way he can unlock it. I think he's like to select few. Him and... um. Grandma death, but I'll get back to that. Yeah. But anyway, so one night he sleep he sleepwalks away. This is this is his subconscious saving his life because he knows the uh, a, a jet engine is going to fall through a space time rip. I don't know why it caused this or anything. But anyway, it, he cheats death. He breaks his own fate. So I think now death isn't happy. So now death has to get involved. He has to intervene, or uh, death or God, someone has to intervene and try to reset the timeline. And then they do this through Frank, which is the a dead soul that's been created in this timeline, which is uh, you know, the creepy bunny dude. And uh, Roberta Roberta Swallows, which is oh Sparrows, Roberta Sparrows. For, uh, Grandma Death. Like she's also a time traveller, so she will uh she's actually pretty tragic, I think. Yeah, I'll get back to that. Uh so Frank appears and tells Donnie to do certain things, like flood the school so he can meet Gretchen properly and start a relationship with her. And then burn down a house, which will cause oh Donnie's mother and his sister on an airplane that will end up crashing. So this will lead Donnie down a path he has to choose between him, himself living, but his mother, sister, Gretchen, and Frank are dead, or he can reset the timeline, accept his fate, and and die, and reset. The, and then that way everything goes back to normal. So like it's like sacrifice. Yeah. Well, that's that's my interpretation of the film. Yeah, anyway. I think you're, there's some elements you're right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, I feel like, yeah, you're pretty close. It's, this movie is up for multiple interpretations. Um, with Frank, 
what if Donnie Darko doesn't have any powers per se? Like, so he has like more receptive. To no, no, no. Paranormal. This is what starts the whole thing. Him and Roberto Sparrows both have the ability to, to time jump. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. That's what. But I'm saying, yeah, what, if, Roberto, what if it's actually Frank with the powers? No, no, no. Frank's no, no. the one Frank reaching is, through. Frank's the, through death. Is an entity right. that's gonna. Like Frank is helping Death out to like fix the shit, fix the fix the save, the loop. save himself. <laughs> yeah, save himself essentially. Yeah. What if like it was always like a ploy of him to like survive? Because <laughs> maybe this is like the real timeline, and like he he's on this path that he does kill, you know, Frank. His girlfriend dies. Blah blah blah. Yeah, she just changes the future. Yeah, to save himself. This was always going to happen. Like he was gonna like let's say this. So. Let's pretend like you didn't actually see the portals and stuff. Look, the like, only reason is, why this the only the reason why this are always thing created because but of the, this accidental portal. Yeah, the accidental portal is always going to happen, though, isn't it? Yeah, the, that's right. The plane turbo is always going to crash. It's like pre predetermined. Mm-hmm. I think everything's predetermined until he decides to stay in bed. That's when he changes it, and that's like what the um, doctor guy implies. Like he's like seeing his little orb thing, and like that's why he never mm-hmm. deviates from it. It's always like his path is literally Gretchen's going to die. He's going to kill that guy the whole time, like for the 28 days. Like that's his set course. He never deviates from it. And I think like somehow he does travel back to that point where he does get crushed. Like the first, the choice, he has the choice now. Like he's seen his path, the movie's his path. Now he's back in bed and he has a choice to go out and sleepwalk and then like survive or change it there and there. Which is kind of really sad because he actually sacrifices his relationship with Gretchen. Um, well, she's dead anyway. <laughs> yeah, no. In this, so yeah, either way, they're going to be. Yeah, but like even the whole relationship though, like, they don't even get to meet each yeah, other properly. That was like, a she sad bit, and but she's had a very. I really up liked. Life. I did really like about the ending of this movie where like they kind of touch that like all the characters still kind of subconsciously remember. remember. Yeah, um, I love that. Yeah, like Gretchen waving to his mum as like she realised that he's died yeah. and stuff is kind of like deja vu cool. or something. But like, yeah, wow. <laughs> like, do I know this person? Makes you think if you've ever had those moments yourself in real life. Ooh. No, all the time. Deja vu, I feel like. Uh, yeah. Mm. Or like when you meet someone, you're like, oh my God, I feel like I've known you before. And Ooh. it could just be like from a different timeline or something like that. Ooh. Yeah. What do you guys think if there was more ambiguity if Donnie Darko was a schizophrenic? Like, if none of this stuff was actually real, or, like, you know, more clues that they, okay, wait a second, this could all be on his head, because it's really... Well, in the first in the watch, fiction. you do think that. In the first watch, you do think that. So, at the very he, end, he's like, oh, what? He actually can time travel? This is just not all on his head? Yeah. Yeah, true. Actually, what was Jordan's impression the first time? Did you feel like it, it was time um, travel was just a crazy away? kid? Or was he just nuts? I did think he was... I didn't think he was schizophrenic, but I did think, like... He was obviously, like, emotionally disturbed, and that's why he was seeing the psych in the first place. Um, yeah, no, I, I had no real doubt that he was going to go back in time at the end. I don't know why. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. No doubt. <laughs> like, doubt. I don't know. Dropping good clues. It's a good director. <laughs> the, yeah, I knew I knew he was going to do something fucky with time at the end. I just knew it. Just because of, like, the discussion with the his teacher. And, yeah. like, seeing the... What, do you, what did he call it? Like the things that came out of the chest, like leading the people. Uh, like, yeah, I figured if it, if it really was like a schizophrenic to a degree, the teacher would have shut down the convo even quicker than he did. <laughs> and would have been like, bro, <laughs> yeah, sure. I think you need help. Or son, you need help. Or something like that. What if the end was this? What's well, like a dark version of it? 
What if like, okay, I'm going to go back in time, you know, stay in bed, blah, blah, blah. Very, very last scene. You just see him committed suicide with a gun and like Gretchen's dead body's next to him and he's like dead and he hasn't changed anything. Like his mother's dead, sister's dead. And like he's dead with Gretchen. That's how you would end the movie, eh? Well, I was saying, like, what cool. is like, it's so depressing. That's, that's Shane's cut. That's, <laughs> that's my the cut. Shane cut. Shane's Imagine cut that, is just, sucky. Yeah, yeah. Well, that'd be just pretty dark. That's one thing we intend to watch it today together, and we we'll, we thought to ourselves, like, okay, well, what's the actual moment? How does he actually go for a portal to send himself back in time? But it's kind of like it's all like in his mind's I think eye in a weird way. I think he's the only one that can see the clouds forming like they are doing. Yeah, and also that um, grandma death. Grandma death. See that. And that's yeah. why he just follows that little cloud thing and he just goes for the portal and then he wakes up. Oh, then he goes back 28 days But how does later. he get to the portal? <laughs> 28 days before. He just follows the cloud thing. You know, it's, it's unseen. Well, this is my interpretation anyway. Yeah. Wasn't like where he drove up to see the cloud, wasn't that the bit where he woke up at in the first scene? At the very start, yeah. Yeah. So maybe he just knew that's where he wake up that again. was going to be it. Yeah. yeah, that's where he wakes up. And then he goes to his bedroom and ends up. Well, the next well, I guess, day I guess it's hard to, like, show that on film and stuff. Yeah, but we connected the dots. We're so clever. Because so we're smart. We're brainiacs. Do you yeah, guys like, usually like time travel movies or do you find them messy? Mate, I love them. What about the good genres? ones are the best. Best genres. It's when they're, they're, they're paradox-free is the best ones. Cause yeah, and I feel like it, this uh, is paradox-free. Yeah, this is a good one. There's only one the change, you know what I mean? And there's like, it's so yeah. early in the film, like, nothing really can change. <laughs> Unlike uh, Back to the Future 2, everyone knows that f- famous plot hole where you shouldn't go back in time when he's already changed Yeah, you it. can't go back, go back to, to the... the future. But then Tony and I right. tried to fix it and we said it's actually not a time travel device, it's a dimension device. You can go through dimensions or something. <laughs> I never said that. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's your theory, is it? Maybe. Well, it doesn't make sense. Like <laughs> The future that they were in and Biff, old Biff comes back to shouldn't exist. So we're just thinking like maybe if it's like different dimension like maybe just creates different timelines instead of like going back through time i mean there's a timeline still where biff's a fuckwit and like his dad's still a bitch like how cool would that be <laughs> <laughs> um i love that actor crispin glover uh, we should do a movie with him soon please do uh charlie's angels soon i love that movie oh my god uh, it, yes we, sh- we should do it soon i think that should be a, um actually saying that under this month's fan film selection what is it going to be again? Hansel and Gretel, Witch Hunters. The, yes, I can't remember what year, 2014? Something 2014. Like that. And that's for your friend? Who's our My fan? My mate Angus. Uh, um, Angus? He's currently travelling overseas in Canada, working on working out of like a summer camp. So I think he's in need of some good listen, good listening. Awesome. So we can uh, get you that vibes. to you. And what's that, three more weeks? So I hope this tides you over our chat on... Donnie Darko. Um, okay, what do you guys think about the uh, overall look of the bunny, Frank? I love the name, by the oh, way. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was pretty, like, perfectly deranged. Mm. Sexy Beast. Never seen. <laughs> actually, I think Sexy Beast ones are scarier, to be honest. Mm. I was more scared of Sexy Beast bunny than um, Frank. Don't you think? Yeah. Wait, do yeah. You? Frank is scary. The voice was perfect, too. Matches. Oh. That just makes your skin crawl when you hear that voice for the first time. Who yeah. who was the voice? Do we know? Maybe the director. I don't know. But it's a good voice, though. Yeah. It could be the actual actor. It was great. Um, I love how they did, apparently they designed it. I don't know if you guys have seen Watership Down, the bunny rabbit movie with like 
bloody rabbits go crazy and they're like oh, war or something. Oh, yeah, and it's fucked up. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably they use that to design. And in the director's cut, um, they actually talk about the movie as well, Tony, apparently. Watership Down. Yeah. You've heard of that movie, haven't okay. you? The cuts in oh, rabbits. That's a cartoon. If you've seen yeah. like really the image sad of one. Yeah, it's one so of those. Sad. It shouldn't be a kids' movie type movies, but it is. Yeah, <laughs> it came out in like the eighties or something or the nineties, and it's like blood and rabbits killing each other. It's pretty hectic. Um, it's like an analogy for war, probably. But you, they use rabbits. Uh, but no, I like I like the whole interaction. That's like the most interesting part, especially when you're like a young guy. You know, I said thirteen, fourteen, and you see this guy talking to in the mirror, and there's a rabbit on the other side, and it's like so. Just takes hold of you. You're like, holy shit, what is going on in this fucking movie? Especially that countdown works so well. Especially when he writes down 28 mm. days, six hours on his arm or whatever. And I said to Tony too, I was like, that should look like shit. I feel like that's a way better choice. It's like, you know, someone who's half asleep wrote it on their own arm. Not some like perfect like graphic design. Perfectly, yeah. yeah. Mm. It's going to be way cooler. <laughs> like, like just like scribbled on. Like what the fuck? Mom, it's cool that it's, it's Frank's writing though. Not Donnie's writing. Uh, you said it wasn't Frank. You said it was like some... Death type no, figure. F- no, death is controlling Frank. Like, death is like using Frank as a pawn. Like, like your soul's trapped in this little loop, time loop universe. Yeah. Like, let's try to get him out of here. Let's try, let's try to reset this timeline. Get yeah. it back to normal. There's a lot of things, though, yeah. like you're talking about. They have all these weird explanations for it. Give me one sec. You guys keep talking. It's fine. I'll just I'll come back. Um, what was your favorite scene, Jordan? I really like the opening one, actually, where he, like, wakes up. And he rides his bike um, around the, town. In the road and, like, yeah, wakes up around town because – and dry, uh, bikes around town. That scene, like, the shots are just beautiful and the scenery is just beautiful, but also it's elevated so much by the soundtrack. Oh, my god! Oh, oh, my God. So many good needle drops in this movie. Yes. I guess that's my favourite scene is the um, – you know how we open up and Donnie's getting out of the school bus and the camera is, like, sideways? Yeah. And that Tears for Fears song comes on. Na, 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 na. Yeah. Na, 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 na. Yeah, and it's like we just follow through the school. We meet all these characters. It's, it's probably my favorite bit of the movie. It's just oh, so my God. Engaging. Yeah, like the little montage of like the the school, like going past yeah. the lockers and stuff. Like see, iconic. The bullies do, I think that, yeah, it's so good. We see iconic the, I think stereotypical the, like scene yeah. in a high school, like aged movie, but so nice. So Only criticism of that guys. scene... This is what the the terms that Richard Kelly uses to describe things. So living receiver, that's what he calls Donnie Darko. That's what he is, a living receiver. And then there's manipulated living. So there's people that manipulate him. Like I think the teacher they said is manipulated living sort of thing. And that girl, what? this is... What does that even mean? Grandma death. So they are aware of are all what's going on? All people around that are taken into the Tangent Universe... Pretty much put him on a path to get him out of the loop. Yeah, which is what I was saying. And the, yeah, just, these are the these are the terms. Used, and then you got manipulated dead. So they're killed in the tangent universe in order to. to I never used any of those words, bro. <laughs> no, no, I'm trying to tell you they're actually people have put more thought in it than you have, and that's what no, I call it. What are we talking about? More thought. This is my interpretation of the movie. It's yeah, just so different no. to theirs. It doesn't mean they put more thought into it. It's the same thing <laughs> as yours, but they they've actually labelled. And I think Richard Kelly. Helped him with it too, because apparently it's all in. He released the book. His head. Yeah, you know that book, Grandma Death writes. What was the name of it? Like the philosophy of time travel. Yes. So he actually wrote that out in like on a website or something, and people read it and shit. What? <laughs> yeah, it's like he, oh. come, he he elaborates so much of the movie online and shit in the director's cut, and 
explains it away. And people hate, some people hate that. It's just like, okay, you kind of ruin it. But like, yeah. let your imagination run wild. I feel like the more in depth you discuss the mechanics of like a time travel thing in a movie as well, yeah. the more you leave yourself open to like yeah. plot holes and being criticized for and it. Criticism. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, it's cool that he's done that. It's cool. And especially because like this movie has such a cult following to it because like a lot of people would get a kick out of knowing extra about it. I just think it's like yeah. a, it's a fine edge of like how much info you give away. Yeah, true. Uh, but you guys talk about needle drops, right? Um, mm. It's just so yes. weird the director changed some of the songs as well, like from the director's cut and the original. Really? So, so the first song they changed was Echo and the Bunnymen's The Killing Moon, and they changed it to Excess Never Tear Us Apart, which is a uh, banger oh, in its own right too. It would have been good. Uh, like, literally, that song has to be in this movie only because it has Echo and the Bunny Man as the yeah, and, and the moon, right? And yeah. the moon. Because 28 days, or the, the time that were given 28 it's days. A moon 16, cycle. is a moon cycle, which is fucking yeah. sick as, too. That's pretty awesome. But I can't get over the last song. I know it's a bit on the nose. The cover song I'm talking about. The very last song. Oh, it's uh, like yeah, the cover song. It's a cover song. But from who? I don't know, but it's, uh, well, actually, I don't know where the original version even goes, but I know it doesn't go like that. I was thinking about that, like, it's one of the best cover songs used in movies. Yeah, I was thinking, like, you can do any cover song like that. Like, uh, how's the song go? <laughs> Certified freak, <laughs> seven days a week. <laughs> Percy, <laughs> so wet, make that pullet game weak. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh... Like that WAP song? WAP. I mean, the... Like the just the way it's toned, it's such a sad. It's sad. I know, it's a sad boy tone, and then you put any song to that, you'll make you like feel sad. I guess. <laughs> yeah, I need to hear all like the remixes of that song now, just because. Yeah. Yeah. Or sad. like the mashups. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Tears for Fears is the band. Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's mad. And it's like it's still too. sad, but it's a bit more like subdued, I guess. Yeah, well, Tony, yeah. that's the original, bro. By the looks of it. That's not the original man. I can guarantee that's a cover song. I'm looking at it the right one now. played it's... in the in the movie is a cover. Yeah, an but... awesome job. But it's not really captures really captures the tone of the movie and the mood. Yeah, the, yeah, mood, the you're mood you're feeling. Yeah, I, I love I love this movie. Are you guys aware there's a sequel to this as well? Oh. Yeah, the director disapproves of it. Yes, it's called. So S it's obviously Darko. done by a different director. Yes. Different. Yeah, this, it's a money grab for sure. Right, and so yeah. what? What's the plot though? Is it like What's the exact sister? same plot but different characters? It's, yeah, it's called S. Darko. So the S is for Samantha, which is Donnie's sister. So yeah. same oh, actress about her sacrificing herself too, I guess. Yeah, you know, same same actress could be, as could well. Could be interesting, which is cool. It's the same actress. Yeah, same actress. Devana no Chase. way. Yeah, she's, See, she. I just she feel like her role. Yeah, wouldn't you Even be like? She should have nah, died. Sorry, right? I'm not doing it. Is she, she the only recurring one? But shouldn't she have died? Like on the plane? Or did Sparkle Motion not win if Donnie no. Darko died? She was Actually, going that's to true. college, she, wasn't she? No, wasn't talk it? about the younger no, sister. The younger sister. sister. Oh. Yes, the younger sister would have died still, actually. It's a good point. Unless, Because like, she would have been on the plane. Unless like, or, she was grieving. Uh, yeah, she, maybe she didn't want to be a part of the dance anymore, so that she, her life yeah. was saved too. Or they could have lost the dance um, somehow. I don't know. Yeah, maybe because everyone's in a more somber mood, and that's why the uh, yeah, the interpretive more. dance would have won. Which should have won, really, because that was way, way cooler. Yeah, a bit more. But anyway, more um, that actress, though, who plays the sister, Samantha, younger sister, 
She's like plays mm-hmm. the ring character, like the crazy bitch ring. You know the fucking scary thing. What? The one with the face and shit, like the they make it look real. Ugly. She actually, that's crazy. Yeah, she's Samara so in she's, the ring. She's a horror horror movie icon. Oh yeah, my bro. god. <laughs> yeah, she played it, played it one year after Donnie Darko, so she had like a pretty, and she was the voice in, in Spirited Away of Chicharo, which I don't know if that's the lead or not. But she was an English version of that. Yeah. And she was the lead. She was the lead as well. Dude, so she was in Killing It as a child. I only child found out the other day as well. I, I was like, it was literally crazy when I saw her pop up. Jenna Malone, who plays Gretchen, she also yeah, does yeah, like yeah. a small amount of voice acting for, um, what do you call it? Uh, in small bit of voice acting in How's Moving Castle as um, Letty. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think that's the character's name. But it's like, that's she cool. does like two lines. <laughs> but still, notable. I love Jenna Malone. Yeah. I love Jenna Malone. <laughs> I love her. Yeah, she was good in this, and she was hot as well. I don't know how old she was in this. But but. I think she was too young, man, to be considered hot. What do you mean? What? She, 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 she's hot, bro. Have what? you guys seen Pride and Prejudice, like the 2005 version? No, she isn't. Nah. She? She's, she's in that, but she's supposed to play a 14-year-old. and it's Mate, you just set, like her because it's she's the Hunger Games after. girl. That's the only reason you that like too. her. That too. Well, no, she, like, actually, she strips I'm... down the elevator and shit. I think you told us about this. Like, it's so. I mean, cool. that adds to it. But I loved her in Sucker Punch <laughs> first. Yeah, she's in Pride and Prejudice and supposed to be a fourteen-year-old. But that movie was made four years after this movie. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty cool. So they really tried to make Pushing. her look way younger. Um, but yeah, I love her. I love yeah, her. She's, cool. she's so good. <laughs> um, but Tom, what do you think about Jake Gyllenhaal and his performance? Does that feel um, like he definitely? I think it's his. It's definitely his best work he's ever done. He hasn't never topped this yet. What? Or maybe Prisoners. Prisoners is a close second. No, but no you haven't. You haven't seen Brokeback Mountain yet. <laughs> That's true. You've Josh got to Hartnett. do it, man. This is just added <laughs> on to the appreciation if, I have if, for him. If it was Josh Hartnett and Heath Ledger, I'll be watching that. No, no, no worries. But, <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I feel my would, uh, cup of tea. Yeah, I you feel would. like um, Jake Gyllenhaal's become such a better actor. I feel like there's moments in this where he's doesn't know what he's doing. Um, when was this moment? I don't know. Like it's a couple of times. Like it's a couple of choices he's made. <laughs> when I think he did a good, really good job. I don't know when he's like complaining and shit, and he's like, "What do you say to the teacher? Like, shut up, your pussy or something." I can't remember what he's like. What he no, said? I'll, I'll tell you what he said. He asked me to forcibly insert the lifeline exercise cart into my anus. I love that when he's like confronting uh, Swayze's character on the podium. Bro, you like, like, I think you're the fucking antichrist. Like, like oh, I, yeah, dude, so you put that clip in, bro. Even though it goes for that long. I think you're afraid. Are you telling us this stuff so we can buy your book? Because I gotta tell you, if you are, that was some of the worst advice I ever heard. You see how sad this is? I want your sister to lose weight. Tell her to get off the couch, stop eating Twinkies, and maybe go out for field hockey. You know what? No one ever knows what they want to be when they grow up. You know, it takes a little, little while to find that out. Right, Jim? And you. Yeah, you. You think some jerk shoving your head down the toilet? Well, you know what? Maybe you should lift some weights or uh, take a karate lesson, and the next time he tries to do it, you kick him in the balls. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you see this? Right? This is an anger prisoner, a textbook exact prisoner. Do you see the fear of people? This boy is scared to death of the truth. Son, it breaks my heart to say this. But I believe you are a very troubled and confused young man. I believe you are searching for the answers in all the wrong places. 
Yeah, right, actually, I am pretty, I'm, I'm pretty troubled and I'm, I'm pretty confused, but I, and I'm afraid, really, really afraid, really afraid, but I, I, I think you're fucking antichrist. So good. Yeah. Like, a lot of the, like, lines hit really well. And, like, I think he does a great um, job of using his expression in this movie. Yeah, like, so, so some, many Sometimes points, less like, is more, guys. Sometimes less is more. Uh, I don't but know. even when he's, like, playing hypnotised, he has that little voice, his voice changes a little bit. Yeah, that was cool. Right. That's the director's choice, probably. <laughs> <laughs> oh, know. right, right, right. <laughs> there was part, actually, you know, he did say he tried not to blink when he was, like, under those fugue states as well. So that was pretty yeah. good props for him. He does, his when, um, he does have a good stare, a good blank stare. And like yeah. you can tell it's not himself in a weird way. Like he has no control, which is yeah, a good thing And when thing he to like show. twists up his face when he's talking to the the bunny, like, I don't know, he gets this yeah, like sadistic true. little smile on his lips and it's mm. just so little perfect. Like, and yeah, mm. it's, you know, it's like not, he's not present anymore. Like it's his subconscious is going crazy. You know what I mean? Yeah, sure. Shane, yeah. if this was a bad performance, bro, you would notice it. The movie would definitely suffer. Well, okay. Oh, I don't like, so okay. much. I don't like the uh, family scene when they're at the dinner table. I think he's like, he sucks there. Or maybe because like... What do you mean? Fuck ass is a great insult. Fuck <laughs> <Yeah>. ass. <laughs> so suck <good>. fuck. <laughs> what the fuck he says? How do you suck a also, fuck? Also, they're not really acting it because they're actually siblings and they do actually have that sibling rivalry. Bro, I've read some insane way. trivia about Richard Kelly and... Um, Maggie Gyllenhaal like he was having trouble he was undecided whether to cast Maggie Gyllenhaal or not apparently he watched a movie with her and she drinks urine and oh like, what the fuck yeah I know and that I was, was like that was the deciding factor because I, I like I, I searched TikTok <laughs> for like I was a Donnie Darko blah 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 just sometimes there's some interesting tidbits on there and that come up I'm like that's fake and I read in the trivia I said the same fucking thing unless they've got the information from there this is fucking crazy yeah so like he so I don't know if it was real urine, but anyway, he's just like, okay. And also, their sibling rivalry will play well on screen. And she's a really good actress. Like, she's really underrated. She's very and natural. She's a, there's, a, there's something natural yeah. about her in yeah. all her movies. And she's beautiful, too. Like, not just Maggie. like... Uh, I, don't th- I don't like the Gyllenhaals. I don't find any of the Gyllenhaals attractive. What, what the they're hell? Not my, they're not my style. She's no got, got such a nice, about. like, unique face. Like, I don't know. Have you seen her in yeah. Stranger Than Fiction with Will Ferrell? Nah, I haven't seen that she's movie. like she's the love interest in that, and it's just she's perfect. But like they start as like she hates him, and then you know it's like like what do you call it? Uh, enemies to lovers kind of situation, and it's just so nice. Oh, it's got Will so Ferrell in it, but it's like more like it's a less funny movie, and he does really well in it. I kind of didn't expect him to do so good in a not funny movie. Yeah, but yeah, I highly yeah, recommend. It's on the list. Oh, let's go. I have to check list. that out. Um, okay, what do you think of other family members? I feel like the mother. His mother's well ca- actress, perfect casted yeah. compared to the dad. Yeah. You know, the dad's just an absent, like basic dad. No, the, the, everyone's doing a really good job. The dad is it's very likable. His character's weak. He's, he's, yeah, doesn't do much. He's like a little bit of a smart ass. The but the, the mother, she's doing so, so many subtle things. Like when she's, um, you can tell when she, like she's not saying anything, but you can tell exactly how she's feeling just by looking yeah. at her yeah. face. But especially at the end, when you know her son's passed away, like. She's not being like overly upset or anything, but you can understand how like she, the grief she's feeling. I don't know. I wonder if a, she thinks like, "Wow, that could have been me dying in a plane crash." Like she kind of like recognizes the like, sacrifice. You reckon or she? Something? That's what she's thinking. <laughs> the character. I don't know, man. It's probably weird. It's probably, dude, she died in another universe. So did the other chick. So one of these she can feel died. She can feel that. Mm, yeah, yeah it's probably like, is part of that because well, she sense. she knew that she knew Jenna Malone's character somehow. That's why they waved at each other. Like maybe there's just that internal feeling of like. 
no, this didn't happen or, or like some weird bit of denial because she felt like he was still alive from the other universe. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's cool. Kind of. Mm-hmm. Something like that. So, I think, and Sway, actually, the girl I really want to talk about is other mother for the, the teacher slash. Oh, what a fucking you know, freak. Mrs. PTA. Farmer. Yes. Yeah. Kitty Farmer. Beth Grant. I think she's been typecast as that role. Like, I think she's yeah. like, but she is so good. Like, you, I hate her. She nails it. She nails it. And when yeah, you feel that you, kind of you like hate her so annoyance. Easy. Yeah, exactly. You feel mm. that kind of annoyance. You mean she's done her job really well. And I love her little jab at the mother too. Like, And as you know, the girls are scheduled to leave for Los Angeles in the morning. Now, as their coach, I was the obvious choice to chaperone them on their trip. But, but now you can't go. Yes. Hmm. Now, believe me, of all the other mothers, I would never dream of asking you, but none of the other mothers are available to go. Yeah. Um, it's like, okay, it's bitch. It's like, you bitch. <laughs> yeah, it's, what a bitch. Obviously, Swayze's good. Like, he nails that, like, self-righteous, small-town hero to a fucking T. Like, he thinks he's... so charming. Mm. Oh, my God. He's not charming, like, evil charm. I felt bad because I wrote... Started typing out a note that, like, when he came on screen, I was like, oh, my God, the actor for this guy, like, just comes across as so, like, slimy. It's perfect. And then I realised it was Patrick Swayze. And I felt really bad because he's a a good actor. He's He's so good at Dirty Dancing. Like... But, he yeah, went, went I backspace really well. that. When he gets his type. I said to Tony, too, after he got, like, owned. Like, you're the goddamn Antichrist. And, like, everyone's, all the students start cheering. I was like, fuck, it'd be funny if <laughs> Swayze's character meets him outside, like a grown man, got adult strength, and just goes all roadhouse on him and just fucking whoops his ass. <laughs> just throw it. <that. laughs> yeah, just smash him. Like, you fucking want to make jokes, Donny, huh? Actually, saying that, I think... He pats a kid on the butt, the character, as he gets Does on he? the stage. God yeah. damn. Yuck. A little, little hint. A little hint. When it came Pretty out active. that he was a pedo, I was like, oh my fucking God. Like, that was such a good good little twist, little twist. to it. Yeah. Because you kind of like, start like. getting anxious and you're like, oh, like, Donnie's just becoming or, like deranged. It's not for any Yeah, Donnie's going too far. Yeah, he's going yeah. a little bit too far, burning houses down now. Exactly, and yeah, that pulls then, it back. You're like, aha, uh-huh, yeah. okay, it is Gives like a green, greater plan of the universe kind yeah. of thing. Gives it a green light that it's okay to burn someone's house down if it's deserved. And like, anyway, <laughs> they would have found out he was a kitty pornographer um, is to burn down the house, like whatever way you could do it, because he didn't know the extent. He just knew no. it was like preying on people's weaknesses, like fear, love, which is kind of um, touched on a little bit because like the three vices – like what they talk about is like drugs, premarital sex, and alcohol. Like he does all three things, and then on that one isn't night, drugs isn't drugs alcohol? It's two well, things, yeah, really. technically. But no, but he says it like drugs, alcohol, oh, and premarital sex, and premarital sex. Uh, and okay. He does all three that night. He ends up Gretchen ends up dying. I know, mm. a weird choice by the director. Um, but no, but the other thing I want to mention is like all the extras suck ass. Like all the people in the background. I know Ashley Tinsdale wasn't that bad. I was going to say, that like show. rocked me when yeah, I realised so it, it was her. Yeah. There's a lot of like actors like on the circuit back then. Like obviously, I think the Jonah Holes were there. Seth Rogen, Jenna Malone, all these young actors, Tinsdale. Um, they were all like, you know, have a chance to star in this. Like, I think this movie wasn't a, a big budget. Like it had enough going for it, I guess, because the actual story. It was a $6 million budget. It fucking bombed. 
I think it kind of recuperated, but only opened $100,000. Bombed. Do you know how bombed, bro? Because yeah. Because a big part of the uh, advertising was a crashed plane. Oh, that's right. And then, yeah. Of, yeah, and of course, uh, you know, September 11th happened and they had to pull all the advertising away. What the God fuck? Yeah. How crazy that's, is that? Very unlucky. But the director is saying, like, it's actually a good thing it happened because it's a movie that needed to marinate, you know what I mean, in people's uh, minds. You like think to have so? like a small like a smaller release and like get word of mouth going about it. Mm. Yeah. Well, so that's his opinion anyway. Back then, it's like in the early noughts and twenty tens, but the eighties, nineties and noughts, like watch going to the movies and watching it was a big deal. But since streaming happens, like no one has that connected experience of watching everything at the same time. Everyone's less connected now. Even though we're in yeah, the social so, media. So much age. more to watch, that's why. Yeah, no, like it's way so much more, more avenues. But no, there's something yeah. cool about like everyone watching, you know, Seinfeld on like a fr- Thursday night and everyone talking about it and everyone on the same wavelength. It was something cool about that. Everyone watching the, you know, the new Tom Cruise movie, which is sort of happening now anyway. Um, yeah. I get, it kind of happened with Game of Thrones, but that was just yeah. before streaming hit big, actually. That's right. That was probably the last yeah. remnants of it. Mm. Yeah, Stranger Things is probably the closest thing to it, but everyone still watches that at their own pace as well. So, like, always, mm-hmm. like, at least everyone's a little more spoiler. Wary. Free. Anyway, no yeah. one's going to be like, fucking, oh, what, 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 have you seen this yet? Let's, let's talk about it. Um, but no, uh, yeah, Drew Barrymore, she was pretty good. She, she was pretty pretty hot as well, as usual. Her character was oh, you, pretty unhinged, though. I know, that whole sit to the cutest boy. And she, surprised she got fired. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. She, got, she got sacked, yeah. <laughs> she was, and she's always going to get sacked, too. I feel like she's, her, her days are numbered. And she's... And what she was fraternizing with another teacher as well. Yeah, sleeping with him. Right. That's allowed. He was a cool teacher, though. He seemed like a pretty cool teacher. Yeah, he was like, chill. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> and then Even she's the like, you're losing the children to apathy. Like, I, no, you're fucking weird. <laughs> I really liked it, though, so she when had... she gets fired and walks outside and does that. Fuck! <laughs> That's so... Yeah, that was cool. Just perfect. So perfect. And it seems real. And, of course, that girl sees it as well. The yeah. Trick. I liked yeah, cool. her character. Oh, so, Shane, who's your golden girl, Shane? Mm. Drew Barrymore, bro. For sure. Really? Not even thinking about it. You yeah, know, but... I think you like the therapist character. <laughs> no, no, this isn't... No? Um, no, no, no. This isn't Dress to Kill, mate. There's no, like, sexy... <laughs> yeah, that was a sexy scene between her and uh, uh, hypnotized fi- Donnie. Feeling up his pants. Oh, that was, was like... Cool. <laughs> How you going? Apparently the director wanted to, like film it again and not and tell the therapist not to like stop the hypnotist and to see how Bro. far Jake Gyllenhaal will go like if you kept <laughs> touching his dick or whatever is he, is he on method was he <laughs> I was just thinking like I wonder if I like if I didn't say cut like if I didn't tell the girl to like clap her hands I wonder how far yeah, to see, it, yeah. On, like how far the actor would take it which is pretty creepy too <laughs> but no uh, the whole wormhole things as well mm-hmm. I love that visual cue and visual look like it's probably yeah, it's really age well. Yeah, yeah. You know, and you don't see that in any of the movies too. It's like it's this this movie's thing. Mm. You know, and like, element. And I don't know even the color palette of the whole film. Like sometimes it gets blurry. I don't know if that's the budget's fault. Like it's like a bright blurry type feeling you get sometimes. Oh, it, it kind yeah. of matches the mood though. I feel like so it's it really like helps a, with the. It's aesthetic. a lucky. It's like a lucky accident. You think? Mm. Yeah. Adds to the distortion just enough, like adds to the vibe. It's kind of cool. Mm. And I, I feel the director's a lot of good stuff, especially when Tony mentioned before that 80s 
school track and shot and like how things are, I think it was saved in post because I think they like sped up certain aspects, slowed down like the girls dancing and stuff and yeah, yeah. TikTok really dancing, cool. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, TikTok. it's pretty. You know, it's cool though too because Swayze. Apparently, Swayze because you see him in the introduction at the school and stuff. I think. Yeah, yeah. shakes the um, people's hands and stuff. Yeah, he. You know, he was a Scientologist as well. I think he got out. What? Really? So I feel like it, I think he knew how to act like as a shyster type person. Like oh, this maybe. is fear. This is fear of people. This is the. Uh, this is fear. What are those little things called that's on their bodies? The South Park talk about. Tatians or uh, something. Or... Feedin, feedins, yeah, the feed, oh, feed, the or whatever. I want to talk about this. Uh, the old lady now. So yeah, the most tragic Grandma character Death. in this movie, bro. I'm so yes. sad. Grandma yeah. Death, Roberta Sparrows. Roberta Sparrows. Oh, I said like, Swallows before. Yeah. yeah, Roberta Sparrows sounds like the guy out of uh, the number twenty-three. Something was it Walter uh, Sparrow or some shit? <laughs> yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Find that while I talk to him because I want to shit know his name. It's gonna itch my brain. So I feel like this lady, Grandma Death, I feel like she definitely had similar circumstances of Donnie Darko, like had like the same visions of time travel. She wrote a book about it. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know, she was like one of the receivers. Walter Sparrow, by the way. Is it Walter Sparrow? Yeah, nice. I think I said yeah. that. Anyway, so she was like oh. a receiver as oh, well. Shane, sorry. Fingerling. Yeah, fingerling. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, so she was like a receiver as well. Anyway, I feel like what broke her brain mentally Maybe she was looking down at her thing, her, like, predestination, and she decided to break it. And now she's, like, in this time loop of her just checking the mailbox, going back, checking the mailbox, going back. Like, in her brain, she, like, broke herself for trying to, like, oh. fuck around with time. Okay. No, she it wasn't because she was time. waiting for the letter from Donnie? He wrote yeah, out that letter. Say. No way, no. Sure she wasn't just waiting for that to come? Maybe that's the case, but... Maybe she somehow foresee it, and she. Ha- but why would you want to live a life like that? What an empty life! I reckon she's broken. Yeah. She, oh, she probably went crazy from it. Do you know what I mean? She probably was like, one day someone else is going to find out time and, travel, and they're going to send yeah. me a letter. And then she probably like obsessed <laughs> over it and it did break her brain eventually. I reckon yeah. it'd be cool though, you- like if you saw if Tony Darko, you see her his perspective of her wormhole. Maybe it's like a red color, and it's just like a big circle sort of thing. Like, it's a bit different from everyone else's. It's like, what the fuck? Like, a visual representation of what I'm trying to say. My interpretation of Grandma Death was because she fucked the timeline before. She's like being punished now. And now she has to save a timeline eventually. Like, she what? knows the how. She knows the how. She's going to be on the road. And a car's going to swerve and hit someone. That's all she knows. But she doesn't know <laughs> the when. That's why she needs an excuse to walk to the letterbox and back just so she can be on the road and cause an accident. What a cunt. That's my, yeah. I do like a. Whoa. Oh, I don't like it. I just like the reaction of like, of Frank's like, what are you guys doing laying on the road? <laughs> it's kind of <laughs> like a, a genuine reaction. Like, what, you serious? Like, I just killed someone, ran someone over because. Yeah, like, actually, actually, it's your fault. What the hell are you guys even doing on the road? Like, yeah. yeah. That's all, he's trying to like justify his actions. He's probably I'm drink not going to feel that too. guilt. <laughs> yeah. It's automatically. And then just like preordained, shoots him in the eyeball. I love that scene. That's a really good scene. I actually forgot that girl got ran over. Only because it was the way they shot it was very. It's quick. It's quick. It's quick. It's really quick. Doesn't really bring much time to it. And like, Donnie doesn't. Donnie doesn't go really through that whole range of emotions. Like, oh my yeah. god, she's dead. He just like yeah. cries for a second and. and shoots it's probably Frank the director's then, fault too for not putting much. But then I think he realizes pretty quick that actually, you know, I'm just gonna go back in time and then save her and save everyone essentially. Yeah, kind of leads you to like the schizophrenia thing. <laughs> oh. 
He's just crazy. <laughs> he's just crazy, dude. But I do like your so fact you guys, that like he's... you guys didn't like the setup of that scene. No, it's a good scene. Like I yeah. love the scene. I say like it could it's have been handled better with his reaction. Let's just say inject your whole like now. Have you guys seen Prisoners? How he's like, mm-hmm. or even Nightcrawler, which is probably his best performance, only because how twisted that is, and like his more range he goes through. And so my favorite general performance is probably Nightcrawler. Even though I love Prisoners, I love, I like Hugh Jackman steals it for me in that movie. I like the show, well. But yeah, he doesn't even like you know. As I said, shed a tear and like go off. Even like even shooting the gun. Like what's that Brad Pitt part in um, Seven? How he's like, <sighs> he's like mm-hmm. contemplating. He's like, oh, like he's like gut wrenching. It'd be good if he went through that. But in his mind, he's like, I'm preordained to do this. Donnie Darko is, I think. So maybe that's why yeah. he's so cold and calculated about it. Like it's the guy. No, like, actually, I think that's what he realizes after he shoots. I think Frank, like he does it out of rage, and he just, then he slows down and thinks about it. Actually, you know what? This is all like preordained. This is all fate. Yeah. And then he's like, all right. I, I know I can go back. The poor Gretchen chick. She gets ran over at the end of the movie, but like her mother survived a stab and getting stabbed four times. Yeah, you think she'd be more durable, for sure. Yeah, like, <laughs> because of her mother. No, I'm just saying, like, yeah. the, the trauma she's gone through. Like, <laughs> her mother's been stabbed, like, her father left. Her stepdad's, I think, abusive as well. I think she kind of implied. Pretty fuck crazy. But it's just funny that, sure. like, like, a girlfriend could fix, like, most angsty teenagers. Because I feel like yeah, it's like turning the that's why That's why teenagers are angst, mate. Because they're full of cum, bro. They just want to get... Just oh, my sex. God. Yeah. But you think 100%, about it, Well, that's why males are, anyway. So, anytime <laughs> the male, a male will figure clearly when they're... I wouldn't say all know, men are like this, but the majority could be fixed with just like a, you know, a stable relationship with a female. Mm. <laughs> I didn't agree. Nah. Tony's, Tony's taking what I'm saying out of like... <laughs> Tony fucked up. It wasn't me. I didn't say that. Oh, okay, sure. But he did, he was starting to turn a corner with this relationship anyway. I feel like he was starting to get better. Mm. Even though... Yeah, because he sex, mate. That's why. He was actually thinking about sex instead of fucking... Like, actually having sex at the end of the world. <laughs> well, you talk about Christina Applegate. He's like very... Does that lot of cum build up Donnie Darko. Um, and he's getting hypnotized. Do you reckon that's like a defense mechanism? Like... Deep down, he knew if I like t- touching myself, the, the doctor will have no choice but oh, to stop the therapy session. Yeah, yeah maybe. I don't think of that. That's different. That's different. But that's like, but that's more like uh, <laughs> something Edward Norton would do in Primal Fear. That character. Like, that's how fucking you know smart that kind is. Thinking ahead and shit, like fake and being hypnotized. That's what he'll probably do. Mm. Like, who do you think is like the most like susceptible to hypnotism out of us three? You think? I think you, you. to be honest. <laughs> you, got, you got that TikTok brain. You got that TikTok brain, bro. You're tick already hypnotized half the time anyway. TikTok. <laughs> I love that's why it's called t- it at the same time. Actually, that's probably why it's called TikTok, because it, it, it is a hypnotizing agent in bro, some Bro, hold up. Ways. I was watching a couple of videos yesterday where we were making dinner last night, and you kept looking mm. over to my screen, bro. So you're just as bad because as Because you weren't talking to me. You were just watching it, and I was like trying to talk to you, and you wouldn't talk you back. Were, like, you weren't talking enough and even, bro. You're looking at the, the girls dancing, bro. You sick freak. No, it's, well, it's distracting when you hear new noises every 20 seconds and you got to like look at them and be like, what the fuck is the new it's noise? Such like it's a the, it was always the same uh, audio clip though. I think it's yeah. gone for the same dance over and over again. Yeah, I was trying to tell you that Barbie girl song. You know, really cool oh. choreographed dance. They do. Good as Sparkle um, Motions? Yeah, Sparkle Motions killed it. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, Tony? I'm really starting to question your commitment to Sparkle Motion, all right? <laughs> I wouldn't have voted for them. Mm. I, didn't want to, I, wouldn't I know. I feel like Richard Kelly definitely stole elements of things he liked too. Obviously, time travel. 
the Stephen King's 80s bully, how the guy pulls a blade. Like, I reckon that's definitely All the stolen. time. I love that line. He's like, I got a bigger knife this time. Yeah, but like, <laughs> true. I think 80s was like the last remnants of like, actually, no, saying that, is bullying way open back in the day, hey? Like, you have more experience with like younger kids, Jordan, don't you? Like, you go to, well, that's more shorty, I think. Shorty actually teaches little kids. I wonder if like the kids these days are more woke. Then I got openly like say racist remarks to people no. and blah, blah, blah. Hey, Sharita, you want a cigarette? Shut up. Shut up. Go back to China, bitch. <laughs> no. Well, they're just as bad. Uh, at least not the well, kids they- at my high school. Some of the shit that they say is like insane. Literally. Is really it more cyberbullying now though? Or is it yeah, just... Are they all hidden vehicles? online? Cyberbullying is, yeah, massive. But like... It's still, like, just normal prejudice also still happens. Like, I don't know, you expect kids to be more woke now because, like, it's all over the internet and stuff and, like, acceptance. Well, I just feel like, like it's easier about... easy to be shamed now for your actions online. So maybe people that are just too. walking on eggshells. You know, you get bullied for being a bully. At least it's going to be, like, like a glass house. Like, don't, don't throw stones. But, I don't know. You have to remember, like, kids like empathy, though, too, a lot of the time. And, like, it's not until, like, that switch finally goes in their brain that they go, huh, that really actually is hurtful. To people when I do that, <laughs> so yeah, it's pretty crazy. There's, it's what, sometimes so crazy. Like, like I had to sit down with some of my students, and I was like, they made a rude comment about a different student. I was like, do you know that she's actually got a lot going on right now, and like she cops shit from everyone. Like you guys need to give her a break. And then like one of them yeah. was like, man, why do I actually feel bad right now? And I was like, because you <laughs> should. <laughs> what the hell? Like <laughs> because it's awful that you say that kind of shit to her, and like it was crazy. <laughs> They just like empathy as well. Even even with all the wokeness out there, they just don't get that certain things are hurtful. Well, it seems like you have a lot more patience. Because I feel like even in this movie too, The Therapist, there's a couple of shots in this where she, she seems mentally drained from hearing from Darko. Like, no, nah, I think that's a look of concern, to, to be honest. You think? She looks like this guy is deeply disturbed and like he needs help. Yeah, she was talking about like... Help him. Burning down houses and shit. And yeah. When did he go schools. to prison and stuff like that? Like, maybe she's been working with him for years and years. And, like, the fact that he's come back in with this new delusion of, like, this bunny character trying to tell him the world's going to end. She's probably like, oh, my God, I thought we were doing good things. And now mm. it's gone backwards a little bit. Like, there might be that kind of exasperation there. Yeah. I love, um, I think I asked a, few, a lot of questioning. And he goes... Sonny, what did Roberta Sparrow say to you? She said that every living creature on Earth dies alone. How did that make you feel? It reminded me of my dog, Callie. She died when I was eight, and she crawled underneath the, the porch. To die? To be alone. Do you feel alone right now? I mean, I'd like to believe I'm not, but I just... I've just never seen any proof, so I... I just don't debate it anymore, you know? It's like I could spend my whole life debating it over and over again, weighing the pros and cons, and in the end, I still wouldn't have any proof, so I just I just don't debate it anymore. <laughs> it's absurd. The search for God is absurd? It is if everyone dies alone. Does that scare you? I don't want to be alone. Do we die alone? Which is kind of, like, very deep... And he doesn't want to die alone. And that's exactly what happens to him. Like, he dies alone in bed when an engine hits him. It's quite a tragic, like, story in how much sacrifice he goes through. Why is he laughing when he knows he's going to die? 
No, because he can save like, people. Maybe because like he's a savior figure. Like he's. In a peace. Probably would have thought this. In a peace. Yeah, that's a good question. That's a good answer. Sorry, Jordan. Yeah, mm. in a peace, Tony. He's a, he's a quiet. Like he knows that his life is. He, is his worth. death is going to save life. Yeah. yeah, his life is worth their lives. Or his death is worth their lives. Um, which is like a profound thing to have when you're like 16 or 17, however, however old he is. It's actually funny, because think about this, man. Think about, he's probably like, because <laughs> he's a teenager, he's like, if I just kill myself, we'll fix everything. But he could have, like, <laughs> not die. That's pretty crazy. Still, like, that's pretty deep still too, still save people. You saying that, some some kids actually think that way. Like, me, me yeah. dying's going to fix everything. It's fucking, it's, that's a bad message to send, really, but... <laughs> In no, I'm case. saying that's what he's that's what he was thinking. But he could have just went back in time, still survived from the plane crash, whatever, and then just make save Gretchen, make sure that no one goes on that plane or you know what I mean? Just warn yeah. people. Oh like what, he could have stayed alive but he just didn't have to go and like report like set the guy's house on fire and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, he would have just had a nice yeah, he could have healthy relationship easy with way. Gretchen. Yeah, yeah. Tony, that's yeah. a boring been- movie, bro. You want a big moment. I'm saying because he's a teenager, he was like, Oh, I'll just kill myself. You know what do you guys mean? think the whole the engine crashing through the house? I think that could be done in a better way. Obviously, oh, it's low budget. That's why. I don't care how the budget looks. I don't care how it looks visually. You know, with the whole idea behind it, like such a big moment, even though it doesn't make sense. Like, if anything, it proves time travel exists. Having that like mm. random engine, like, you don't you know, like it. You, know, you think it'd be cleaner? Well, so is there a way you can do it where it's more ambiguous? Just make it a like a little meteorite or something then. Right from the sky. Yeah. Okay. Something like that. Yeah, something like that. Maybe. Yeah. I know, but there's so, something about something that engine like, that gets your intrigue going off the bat. Yeah. It's like what? Wait, what is yeah. that? Yeah. So out of the ordinary, it's like what the because movies don't really open like that either. So it does work for the mm. film really well, but when you kind of delve into like uh, to try to improve it, you can't really improve this movie. As I said, it's like it's a perfect cocktail of a movie. Like uh, all the elements work in its favor. Like, it's very rare to make a movie like this. Like a couple of degrees, either direction, it could be a, considered a bad movie. Like the whole scene when they're in the cinema, and like the bunnies talking to him and shit. Like that could be construed as a bad scene. Like look at S Darko. Oh, yeah. I wonder like how much difference S Darko is to this. Probably a lot of similar themes, a lot of similar scenes, but probably just shit. But it works because <laughs> of the mood. It's the mood you're in when you're watching it. It just puts you in this certain mood, and all the yeah. imagery just works. It's crazy. But yeah, True. the the plot though is so much that like it's a lot to digest. It could have definitely gone the other way. Like people could have just kind of laughed at it and been like, "Oh, what a freaky movie! It's so weird. Like mm. it's just a headache to well, watch." Getting, but getting Jenna, Jenna Hole, and his eyes do a lot for the film too. Like he has these doe eyes as well. Like you kind of have a lot of empathy for him. A sad he face. Do, yeah, he's got he sad, sad eyes. face stuff. He has yeah, a sad so eyes. That's why it's good casting, man. It's good. Ca- oh, bro, they with- lucked out. They lucked out. I didn't say they should. Don't, yeah. No, they don't, don't replace him at all. He's the reason why this movie works. He has that star power. Like, this is before he got like where he is now, obviously. So, it's kind of like a joint venture, like big film, big actor. Like, they got lucky, man. They got so fucking lucky. They could have cast anyone in that role. You know, they were going to cast the dude from uh, Tokyo Drift. Fast they were Tokyo not. Drift. He was considered, yeah. <laughs> really? Lucas something? Lucas, what's his name? Lucas Black. They considered Vince Vaughn, which is so weird. Like, that would have been stupid. Yeah, but he's way he too so old. so older. Yeah. yeah. He, he doesn't As match the vibe either. He could, he no, could play the pedophile the teacher, bro. maybe. Or the pedophile speaker. <laughs> no, he could have been um, the uh, other teacher, the philosophy teacher. He could pull up that role. Um, sure. That was such a great movie. Um, so, Jordan, you're a therapist, right? I want to ask you this question. 
<laughs> so everything, yeah. everything, I know, but like you're trained and you have a lot more knowledge about it than I do. Yeah. It's like since he's underage and stuff, does the therapist have to report everything she finds out to the parents or is there still like a confidentiality there? Um, there's still confidentiality. Um, they can ask if like if the, like they can ask the kid if they mind if um things are disclosed to the parents. But if the kid says, no, I don't want anything disclosed, then they legally can't do it. Unless it's like uh, the kids at like a great risk of harm, or harm other people, or harming other people. So yeah, when um, like when if he, he goes, said, just, like, he goes, oh, oh, I burnt the house I'm gonna, like, down, tee hee. Um, yeah, she, like, that should she be told to the parents. Yeah. You could tell the parents that, couldn't you? Yeah, and especially well, it depends on if he if she thinks that he's going to do it again. That's the main thing because <laughs> the next time he could accidentally kill someone in the fire. But I think that. Well, he said he'd also burnt down another house, like, when he was younger. So, there's, like, a repeat of behavior there. Um, I reckon she'd just report it. Yeah, straight up. Pretty cool. So, what do you guys think the most cinematic weapon is? Because I think, like, this movie does a great case of an axe. Because the way he holds holds that axe is fucking boring as fuck. Yeah, it's so cool. It's one of the best, like, obviously, which is insane, like, how Stephen King hated the fact that they changed his mallet. Like his croquet mallet. From The Shining. From The Shining to an axe. And it's like, come on, bro. Like, cinematically speaking, the axe is so much better. It's a lot um, more scary. Yeah. Effective. Yeah. yeah. But even though I love the miniseries where they use the mallet and it's fucking still cool, but the axe, bro. And as I said, like, Jake Gyllenhaal fucking kills it with that fucking thing. Um, I love all, the, like, the uh, foreshadowing as well. There's obvious ones. Um, but I like the one how he's at the mirror stabbing you know, the mirror the with the eye. knife and he's like stabbing the guy's eye. Mm. Yeah. At the start of the movie, there's foreshadowing in the song. I think they use the word killing and like it just says, it just says killing like the, a car drives past and it's um, Frank. Ah, and Frank's car. car. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Good that spot. Good, good I think spot. it's like talks of, I think even like the stories they reference and stuff. Books are studying in school. I think there's like this, I think I read somewhere the tale. Actually, that's cellar door. You know, they're talking about cellar door all the time. Like yeah, the shadowing. And then it does the this, is a good word. Back. Cellar door. It is beautiful, isn't it? Cellar door. I'm gonna name my daughter Cellar door, bro. Oh, no, <laughs> Ellen Ellen Norton. Ellen, Ellen and I, Hey, I wonder why that's Ellen. that's the name of that in the the crow. What's it called? The raven. Isn't her name Ellen? Uh, by, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I yeah, know the raven about, in the, the Simpsons. Simpsons. But isn't her name like Ellen yeah. Eleanor? Yeah, because I guess it rhymes with door. Nevermore. Nevermore. <laughs> Whatever it is. But I'm uh, so good at this. <laughs> the Simpsons the did that. They covered that. <laughs> um, it's so creative. Yeah, sell a door. Uh, she kills it. Thank you, Tony. Uh, let's talk about your favorite scene, Tony, is when they're in the gym and there's a big seminar. And yeah. fucking Jake That's a good moment. That is a very just, good moment in this movie. Yeah. Very memorable. Yeah. It hops you up, bro. It does, and it just shows you, like, the rebellious side of Donnie Darko. And this is why the kids love, like, when you're 14, 13, like, yeah, fucking show that guy. Because everyone's yeah, being actually, there. Yeah, you love that, that kid in the class that you know is just going to, well, either be funny or be naughty. Like, just, like, wait yeah. for him to talk and, like, yeah. Just Bro, he, like, tears shreds off him. I'll put the clip in, yeah. but it's like, you take karate, kick him with the balls. No one wants to be when they get older, all this bullshit. And just yeah. tear shreds off everyone. Tell her to get off the couch and... He'd stop eating junk food. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, like, and I love Swayze's smug look throughout, too. Yeah, he thinks like he's like um, has all the power. He's just like, yeah, you could be 
Yeah, well, this is a man controlled by fear. <laughs> Said all this fool. This is like Scientology fucking probably talking. So I'm glad he like channeled that. Um, what do you think about all that, that that scene, Jordan? I liked it. Oh, that's good. <laughs> do you want to elaborate any further? Nah. <laughs> she, she, yeah. she felt sorry for Swayze. No yeah. fucking way. Well, no, I fucking didn't. No. Like, yeah. I, I just I like, like I should... it was a good twist. It was a good twist. I, yeah. And like I said before, I kind of pulled it back to, you're not getting that like anxious feeling of like, oh, Donnie's off the rails. You go, oh, I, I'm believing him. And I'm believing that like, you know, the world is going to end soon. Yeah. I love yeah. how that scene starts too. Like Donnie goes, the first question he asks, like, how much did they pay you to be here today? And like... <laughs> <laughs> the principal looks at the, the uh, Swayze. Swayze, like, waves him off, like, I got this. I can handle him. <laughs> and, like, the opposite <laughs> happens. Yeah, it's like a false <laughs> yeah, sense of confidence. Like, everyone's instilled it yeah. in him so long and been like, oh, my God, you changed my life, that he's actually believing it as well. Just he calls thinks he can out, talk him yeah. down. No, oh, even like, that is a great scene. That is a really good but scene. But, like, everyone, like, especially at Kitty Farmer, that crazy teacher, like, she stills on his side after the whole... Kitty porn dungeon thing leaks. She thinks that it was uh, oh. planted, right? Is that what she says? Bro. So gross. So, I know, like, it's just so funny. It's probably a commentary on, like, blind followers, obviously. Um, but, like, the director was trying to send a message, like, <laughs> I don't know exactly what, how, how to say this, but he's a, kind of like a, a teenager himself. Like, how old was he when he came up with this movie, Richard Kelly? He's, he was he a young he director? Was, it was, he had this idea since he was, like, a kid. But uh, you made this movie when it was 26 or 27. Wow. Damn. So he's still a child yeah. himself. So he probably agrees with a lot of views that Donnie Darko shared. Like, they probably shared. It's probably mm. a way to express himself was through the, a character, Donnie Darko, I think. Mm. Agreed. I do love uh, the part where they're in the cinema and they're watching Evil Dead. Do mm. uh, you think Sam Raimi would be, like, hyped to see that? He movie? agreed to it. He's Did like, he really? Yeah, he can use my footage. Yeah, I think he was involved. Like, yeah, you can use it. Oh, awesome. Like, he was, I think he saw the script or something. It's like, yeah, you can use my. I think they were trying to do another movie. Like, oh, I should have wrote it down. They're both similar type, small indie projects, pretty much. Yeah, The so, Evil Dead. And, Evil um, Dead in, in this movie. Uh, even though this is probably better than Evil Dead. Only because... Actually, no, saying that, Evil Dead's so inventive in its camera movements and stuff. It's the, general You can't vibe. really compare the two. They're so different, the two movies. Evil Dead shits all over um, Donnie Darko, I think. Only no, for entertainment, really entertainment wise. Entertainment Apples wise. and oranges, man. Yeah, yeah no, but how, and, hard yeah, to compare. True. This is a general classic, though. A modern classic, I should say. Uh, but yeah, yeah, so the whole party and climax scene. I'd have a party to celebrate Maggie Gyllenhaal's departure, I guess. Like, how fun do they look? Like, triple story house or whatever, and they're like this big party <laughs> going on. Like a, a huge house party you're talking about. Yeah, a huge house party. You guys feel like you're robbed and not going to one? Yeah, what is I've it? I've been to house like... parties before, but not. Dude, not like that. Not, or is it just exaggerated for movies and shit? It is, I think it is because, like, how many people in America have, like, three-story huge houses like that? Like, the same um, happens in, like, Home Alone. That house is fucking huge. How do these people afford these massive houses? No, but how cool does that But it fucking, pisses me off, how, nonetheless, yes. I want to go to a party cool in one of those look? huge houses yeah. and just and have you, it be like, absolutely all, trash. And you see, like, on the fridge it has, like, be back for beer in his writing, same writing on his arm and on the on the floor, so Frank's writing. And then as he starts seeing portals and shit, and he's looking through one, and eventually, like, he cut Jenna Malone's stomach. Like, I love that. Oh, yeah, that that's cool. It's like he's, like, yeah. waiting for her to be there. 
and this is why he's in a trance throughout and he's like leading her down to a death essentially like without him knowing and anyway, we talked about the uh the whole death scene could have been handled a little bit better with reaction wise but i know something good about how small it felt and how quick yeah. it was over yeah, it's kind of like probably the, what it's like. It's more realistic. It's not. It's not uh, glamorized at all. Mm. Probably that's what it's like in real life. Not it just super happens dramatic. And you look around, oh shit! Yeah. Mm. I do like you said though, Tony. How she's just the old lady, grandma death, which is like mm-hmm. literally she's waiting to kill someone. Yeah, that's way. right. It's like a death. tragic character. She's dead. That's why she's gone mad as well. Like I'm only here to cause a death. This is the only reason why I'm here. Mm. Wow. Shit. This, this is my destiny. And you yeah. think the letter he writes to her then breaks her out of that? Trance. She's lost her mind already. Like she's been doing this for, for probably like a year or something. I, no, know, I wouldn't you, say her whole, you know how, whole life. Because you said you said before, Jordan, that Donnie Dyker wrote a letter. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't know if he and, ever actually got it to her. Like, because the last shot of it is um him like looking at it, and there there was probably no yeah, opportunity for gonna, her for him to put it in her letterbox. Yeah, I think it was just going to ask her like ask her questions about it all. What, what did she do in this situation? I guess. Like, it wasn't really... Maybe the director's cut were more in that. Maybe. Maybe. Have you guys seen that cut as well, though? Nah, no. haven't. I don't want to either. I like... Why? Because you think it will spoil this one? I just feel like yeah, this movie... This one's, this one's good enough. You don't need anything more. Okay. And like, <laughs> even though they changed that first song, mate. Even though I love NXS, I don't think you should touch the original. Like, I feel like it just plays out perfectly. That scene beforehand as well, because like it was very iconic. I, f- I feel like I've seen it before because it is so iconic with that song, mm. not with the in excess song. Like the movie's confused enough as it is too. Like it's funny that like apparently Seth Rogen and like Jake Gyllenhaal after like you know years they talk about this movie, like they didn't even know what the movie was about when they after they finished filming it. <laughs> like, what the well, fuck? <laughs> it doesn't help, man, because uh. They filmed it in, what, 28 days, so it would have been very um, rushed. And they were yeah. filming out a sequence too, so it would be even harder for Jake Gyllenhaal to actually know what's going on. Like, all right, you, this is this. It'd be very confusing. It's like it's confusing us to watch it linearly. Imagine trying to shoot it out of schedule, like, out, or, uh, all over the place. Yeah. It'd be impossible to comprehend. Can't blame him. Yeah, wow. So, you guys don't want to touch anything else before we go to final thoughts or not? Did you guys like the chemistry between Jake Gyllenhaal and. Jenna Malone. Do you think it was good? Yeah, I think so. Uh, meh. Nothing I special. feel like, and I feel like Jenna Malone just carried it too. Like, I feel, and she's like, oh, we have to wait for the moment to be perfect. She's like, well, he's like, why? Because that guy's staring at us. <laughs> oh. Uh, <laughs> oh, that, you know that guy, dude? He's actually an FAA agent. He probably just lives so, in the town, mate. He's probably the representative for the town. No, the director said that that's, this guy works for the airlines, actually work out what's going on. Just like follow these guys, it could be like an insurance what? scam. How the hell? Oh wow! What? Really? That, yes, an insurance scam that, to make. What is, what, that makes no sense. sense that's that's he's just there because obviously they they have need answers. They just sent this guy to like poke around. Well, the think town. about where's the rest of the plane? I guess. Exactly. Like it makes they sense. that little bit and just through the thing. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's like a scary it's movie. What the director like, said when they find a boot. Where's the foot? <laughs> where's the rest of the plane? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we got a boot. That's exactly what they're thinking. Yeah, so where's the rest of the plane? So All right. Uh, it's in the future. That's where it is. I know. It's cool. But they're saying it's just a weird paradox thing. That's the only thing about the plane wing coming down. Because that means that plane has to crash and then lose its wing. In like, it's, and predest- it, it's predestined. It's yeah, it's yeah, but I think, I think planes can land without one jet engine. Like, I think they can, plant, they can land. I'm pretty sure this plane's going down, to be honest. 
No, I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure they can do it. I'm pretty sure that they can land without one of their turbines. If like a turbine, yeah, as long as they like, can land. yeah, they can glide. They can glide. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, it's like a right. bird. I tell you, it's a cool little thing too. Um, Patrick Swayze's character wears a wedding ring throughout the movie, but the, his character's not married. Yeah, it's just because he's a, a sus Throwing dick. people off the scent, yeah. Yeah, yeah throw, off like, the, throw off the scent, exactly. You can trust me. You can trust me. Like, you know, I mean, like there's little... People don't notice it, like, if, but overall look. Like, oh, yeah, this guy's you know, married, kids. You know, he's cool, even though there's none of that's true. I wonder why he agreed to this movie. Like, he was, at one point, like an A-list star. And what actually Swayze happened to his career? About. Yeah, Swayze. Like, he was A-list. It but is dude, a small he, he, role, he, really. He got older. He, he got older. That's what happened, Shane. He just got older. He like, aged out of the, 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 the best roles, you know? Like, in the, in the early 90s, oh, late 80s, early 90s, he was the man, bro. The dude yeah, dancing, well, Point Break, Ghost. Well, Point Break was 91. Game, man. And then maybe yeah. uh, Two Wong Fu, Thanks <laughs> for Everything. Maybe That, that is such a good him. movie, if you guys haven't seen that movie. It I know, came but out it was before its time. Priscilla. Yes, I know. It's probably the American take on it, is it? Um, No, like, like it, Americans... it came out like within a few months of Priscilla. So everyone saw Priscilla and was like, yay, what? drag queens. I've had enough of that. And that movie came reckon, out and everyone was like, I feel like Priscilla, I feel like Priscilla off, Queen of the Desert. Months. Oh, really? So it was mm. the same year, pretty much. Yeah, literally. I thought like, and people I thought were kind of like, cashing, oh, it's been done. Well, actually, it was a year apart. Maybe it was like a year apart only because like one was December, one was January or something. Maybe that's what you think. Uh, but I thought like um, they were just trying to cash in on the success of Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. That's what I was thinking. And so I just made like an Americanized version of it. But I could be wrong. Mm. Um, that's yeah, that's cool. That movie was probably before its time. Like, I don't think people like to see their lead actors in drag, even though we have like the great John Leguizamo and Wesley Snipes support. Legit, and I think because they were, how did that fail? (laughs) They'd already been established as like masculine men. Like to see them in drag was like a bit hell yeah too much for people. Those two, especially those two, are like action stars. Yeah, exactly. And ever since that movie, though, he's only done like movies I haven't watched until Donnie Darko. Like. It's pretty sad, really. Like, he kind of just faded away. Uh, I did think he was... He got cancer or something as well. So, I think that slowed him down. Oh, that was later. That, he, he died from cancer. I don't think he got cancer, like, in the Well, then maybe he just got a bad 90s. taste for movies. Because, like, some of these movies are, like, Black Dog, Letters from a Killer, Forever Lulu. Maybe he just lost his, his pull. Or maybe a bad agent. I don't know. It was the two Wong Fu, bro. That's what it was. You think it was? That's what... what I think no. it killed him. It, it killed may career, have bro. been, actually. Like, it may have been. Did the guy I, think, I think it bombed. Like the movie didn't do well, um, box office wise. Like people enjoyed it, but yeah. it didn't do very well. Even this poor guy, the director, he's got one movie upcoming called Corpus Christa. It's probably his last attempt to make a movie because it was Donnie Darko in '01, Southland Tales in '06, The Box with Cameron Diaz '09, and then he hasn't done anything mm-hmm. since. Like. That's fucking shitty career for like such a promising start, dude. Like he blew his load too too soon. Yeah, you know, he made his masterpiece <laughs> straight away. Blew his load. Like, yeah. At least he had the masterpiece in him. Words. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's good. The next movie would be would have been so hyped up. When was Southland Tales made? Oh six. With a oh, pretty good cast, man. Yeah, but by that time, I reckon there's so much hype around him, and like how good the movie will be, and just what I haven't seen the movie. Maybe it's actually good. I don't, I don't want to comment on that. But obviously, he wasn't that good because he would have, you know, more more chances at it. 
three flops and you're out, right? We should just cover it just to see what it is actually about. Yeah, um, okay. I don't know what, what anything you could comp- compromise it to, like compare it to. Mm. Um, but apparently he said he felt like he was pigeonholed <laughs> about this movie. Yeah, it doesn't matter what we're talking about. That we're talking about Donnie Darko. What's everyone's final thoughts of this film? I'll go first anyway. So yeah, this movie, um, it's not on a rewatch schedule like other movies I love. Well, this one's like every five years, every six years, maybe. Uh, but yeah, there's a reason for that. I feel like you let it breathe, you forget like little plot details and you can enjoy it more. Like there's not mm-hmm. much rewatchability, even though if you want to like dissect the world more. But I like the well, uh, mystery of it. Yeah, well, I think when you watch it, you think about it for so long after you watch, and then it's, you're satisfied until, yeah, five, six, seven years down the track, and you're like, actually, yeah, I love that movie, let's put that back on. Yeah, that's right. Like, yeah, I, wanna, I like, agree with that. scratch that part of my brain. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. This is the time travel. I can like, understand even- how it's a favourite for a lot of people. Like, I understand how this is, like, a well lot of people's number one films, but I do, yeah, I think you'd get more out of it, not by putting it on as, like, a background movie, but by sitting down and watching it. Oh, hell it. no. Real good Sit once down. every couple couple years. Take it in. It's just, it's just one of these movies that's a story-driven as well. Yeah. Like, not actor-driven, not, like, performance-driven. It's just mm. like... Would you consider this movie scary? Um, I think me and you were freaked out the first time we watched it, Tony. Like, only because yeah. of the poster. The poster really puts you in this weird place. But mm. once you know what it's about, it's not scary whatsoever. And the rabbit, though. The rabbit was scary first time I watched it. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah, like I think the, the, the rabbit end. would definitely spook, like, younger kids, that's for sure, like, young teenagers. Because mm. <laughs> I want to show this to my nephew, but what's a good age to show him? Because I want to be, like, the guy responsible 13. to show him this movie. You know? 13. 13? Hell yeah, bro, we were about that, I reckon. 15? Did it spook you all the right. first time you watched it, like, at all? Well, what's actually scary about it is the guy getting shot in the head is probably the worst thing. Mm. That was jarring. Yeah. It's jarring. It's not like, I yeah, know, maybe, not like I'm going to say 15, yeah. Shane, you don't know what you're talking about. All right, so let me finish my final thoughts. We'll watch it again. Uh, it's 9 out of 10. Love, yeah, great movie. Love time travel. Love, like, twisted tales, like just twisty plots. Yeah. Right, what were you cool. guys? Good. Uh, Tony, you want to go first? Uh, yeah, I, uh, this, is what, this has got to be my top 10 of all time. What? Love it that much. Yeah, it's in my top 10. But be a post that always alternates then. and shifts and stuff. But as of right now, I'm talking, it's my top 10. No, it's not top 10. Um, so top, I own two cop- top. All right, Tony. In your top 10, mm. is there another time travel movie there? I think so, yeah. There would have to be. <laughs> like Prestige, right? Back to the Future, yeah. It's, it's Prestige, 10. not time travel, though. But yeah, but Prestige is pretty good. Who said the Prestige? Who the hell said <laughs> the did. Prestige? I did. Why? <laughs> Oops. I don't know, because I feel like they, made, they go back in time like five seconds and that's how they make the clone, <laughs> but that's not how it happens. <laughs> no. Well, right. it could. That'd be cool. That'd be anyway, cool. It could be a way. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I've got two versions. I've got two Blu-rays of this movie. That's how much I love it. Damn. Uh, but that, to be honest, nah, I, I bought a copy online and then it didn't work because it was like a USA copy. Oh, wouldn't no. Work wouldn't work in my Blu-ray player. I'm like so pissed off about it. So I have to what buy a another Blu-ray. But I'm going to keep both copies in there and have them back-to-back. So I, lo- I loved it that much. I got two copies of it. I know. Yeah, it's, not like, like, it's, like, it's not like Time Cop. I feel like um, 12 Monkeys is sort of like the same plot. That's not my top ten, though. What are you talking yeah. about? You know how he has to, like, he sees his own death? <laughs> 12 yeah. Monkeys. Uh, yeah, I'll give this movie 10 out of 10, uh, Jordan. I'm, I'm going to hit it with a 9 out of 10. Um, it definitely is... Like, there's no other film quite like this film. 
so that's why I can understand why um, it's a favorite for a lot of people. Um, just good vibes, great soundtrack and score, great acting by some young up and coming actors. Like, cause like this was, this is one of Jake Gyllenhaal's like early works, right? Like he didn't really have anything else before this. I think this might mm-hmm. be his first. No, oh, no, I think October Sky maybe was one before this. Okay. But yeah. Is he a child this is, actor? This is his big break. This is his big break. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, definitely a highly commendable cast and and highly commendable acting throughout. So yeah, nine out of ten, I reckon for me. Woohoo! Yeah, so we all like nine out of ten. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm all 10. right. Good pick. Good pick. Yeah, it's a great movie. All right, so let's go Oscar picks. Tony, you can go first. I think I have to give it to Richard Kelly. Without him, this movie wouldn't even exist. You know what I mean? He was like the mastermind of it all. It just sucks that he'd never came close to this again. <laughs> I thought you it sucks he never amounted to anything. <laughs> so I thought you were going to say. No, well, still, there's still time. Apparently, he's got like seven or eight projects in the pipeline. This needs like. Mate, 09, bro. He's done. Yeah, but he's, that's what he claims. <laughs> he's, that, like, done. He's, still, he's done. I don't care what he claims. It has been, yeah. what, 14 years. I think maybe his problem is, like, I'll only direct what I write. Because he needs to be ejected well, for hire. Even with streaming, man, just you get, like, a streamer to, like, make a movie for you. Just, like, even just make true? another rendition of Donnie Darko. They'll, they'll greenlight that. E. Darko. Elizabeth Darko. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Take a t- yeah. Touch all the siblings. Or yeah. Rose Darko, the mother. <laughs> She's still alive. But, yeah, no. Uh, I'll give my Oscar to, mm, damn it, probably Jake Gyllenhaal, even though I badmouthed him a little bit. Yeah, what the hell? <laughs> you said him yeah, best costume. Yeah, well, he did carry him it. up. <laughs> he did, but he did carry the film, yeah, acting-wise. Yeah, I said that. It's like, it wasn't for him. This movie would just I just feel like apart. he's gotten better. I feel like he's progressed as an actor. He's even like, oh, yeah, yeah, okay, that's fair. But you can't say this performance is bad. Yeah, it's good. It's captivating. But I still think there's like, stuff he would have changed, 100%. But like, he's a young adolescent kid, so it all works. It's a good movie. Great movie. Jordan, mm, who are you okay. picking for your Oscar? Well, I actually was originally going to pick the score. The score. Yeah. Is, well, is, like, what's better, the score or the like soundtrack? The, um, mm, oh, is it not the same thing? <laughs> well, sort of. Like the composer, like someone actually does score the film, add like instrumental stuff to it. But The soundtrack, uh, yeah. There's the soundtrack. You. Yeah. Are you, do you I'll want that one, Tony? Just, I'll do score. You music. can have soundtrack. I'll do score. No, I've only picked Richard <laughs> Kelly, which which was mm. responsible for all those things. But okay. I, I just feel like <laughs> it's a mad world is like the probably the a really great moment. Like you associate that song with the movie for now on for the rest yeah, of Yeah, hundred percent. But even just like the nice the power like, of music, um, melodic like score in the background of a lot of the scenes is really really nice. And I have a funny feeling like the score is used in a lot of TikToks. <laughs> I feel like a lot of people talk about TikTok a lot in this puts podcast. You, I'm so sorry to anyone that's not it, a millennial. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it puts you in a, a, a mental state, like hypnotist state. That's probably why they use the score in this. Yeah, yeah. it's popping. Hypnotic that, um, I think it builds sympathy for Donnie in some ways. Like it adds that like sad element to it as well. So that's why I liked yeah. it so much. I'd, I'd give an Oscar for that. Well, Tony calls him sad boy for God's sake. Sad boy. Sad boy movie. <laughs> it is a sad boy movie for sure alright so we end this podcast the same way we free close the next episode uh, we all know the movie already covered the movie technically so we're, let's get this drop some we're clues we're in a different sort of time loop I guess yes we're out of time we've, we we've seen the time. future and we're going to change it so we're not doing Tony's new- no we are we are doing it like, we're, we're preordained we're preordained to do it 
All right, so what's our first clue? Um, all right, in this movie, there's also a countdown of sorts of days. Yes. Oh. Could be Tony's theme. What do you think, Tony? Mm, maybe. Um, <laughs> then another clue is there's a vow that the main character takes on. He has to give up something he or what every male loves, I guess. Yep. Which is? A young brunette star actor that will be big. Um, brunette. Anyone can be brunette. <laughs> also, it's got, it's got numbers in the title. Also has a general hole. As a, also like a yeah, extra. Maggie Gyllenhaal re- recurs, returns yep. in this film. She's not playing a big role, but she's playing it's a Haven't you guys haven't got this yet? You would cover it. Yeah. It's uh, 40 Days and 40 Nights, which is Tony's pick. <laughs> so, Tony, represent. Why did you pick this movie? No, I, I think I just watched it randomly one day and I was like, this is a good movie to cover. There's a lot of things yeah. we could talk about. And it's not that bad of a movie. You, yeah. you enjoy it. It's a good time. Oh, you did enjoy it. Lots of laughs. <laughs> I, I enjoyed it. I did definitely enjoy it. So, pl- yeah, please tune in next week to cover that and then we'll go to Tony's last pick and then we'll go to our is- Hansel and Gretel movie for our fan of, of the month. Fan of the month. Angus, we love you, baby. All right, so <laughs> how will we end the movie? Yeah, That's I'll get... Hard. Um, That's so hard this time. So I'll get... Uh, Grandma Death going to the mailbox and she's fi- she finds the mail from Donnie Darko. Just saying, like, you I know you're alone or you're finally free. You can leave your or loop. something. Like, thank you. And, like, without your <laughs> book. You. Yeah, without your book, uh, Philosophy of Time Travel, I wouldn't be mm. able to understand how to save everyone or something. Puts a book in there or something and kind of breaks it, trance or whatever. Yeah, okay. How would or, you end it? Or maybe it's a letter that says, they made me do it. <laughs> Um, so the way I would do it would be the yeah, way I said before, like he's actually the plane didn't crash. He actually, like shot himself in the head next to Gretchen. The shame he, cut, yeah, the Yo. Shame cut. The schizophrenic cut. <laughs> mm. Jordan, Jordan. I don't know because I I like the ending so much. Um, we already have multiple cuts of the film. I can really just leave it as it is. Jordan, I think it's a good choice. No, I want to make it. To, I want to make it that he misses the wormhole, like he doesn't make it on time to the wormhole, Damn. and he sees the end of the world. Well, it's theorized that like if he doesn't close that paradoxical world, that like the world will collapse. That's why that dark clouds over the house. It's yeah, suck up the whole world. They reckon that's what. So Richard he Kelly could he anyway. could bear witness to that, and he can still to, in a way like he still <laughs> dies alone. And because that he same lost song goes on too. Family. Yeah. The same song goes on. It's a mad world. <laughs> it's like everyone's just getting sucked up into nothing. Yeah, that's perfect. Yeah, nice. So that song could apply to so many things. All right, so deadly puns. We have someone getting shot in the eye, someone being ran over, a plane crashing. Oh, I, I have a perfect death? one. Yes. After he shoots Frank in the face, he goes, an eye for an eye. Oh, yeah, that's not bad. Yeah, thanks. Well, it's like, <laughs> oh, damn, he's in first person. Maybe he's like dying. He's like, I didn't see that coming or something. <laughs> uh, he ran over. It's um, rabbit season, bitch. <laughs> yeah, it's hunting season. Or maybe like, fasten your seatbelts, honey, it's going to be a bumpy ride. He said that to his daughter. As a guy. Apparently getting sucked through the black hole too, which kind of, it's such a weird, I don't know, that's a black hole thing. It's implying that plane has to be sucked in no matter what. Just they're not going to be on the plane. 
Hopefully. Yeah. No, it wouldn't be because Donnie died and then they'd be too upset to participate yeah, in that sparkle motion thing. Yeah, we already explained it, yeah. It'd be cool if, like, if, if um, Donnie Darko can still interact with the other world, like through dreams and shit. Oh. He becomes like the Frank. He comes like the he new He'd like, walk around with his skeleton suit, with the hoodie. Oh, yeah, that's cool. That could be the sequel. Maybe that's in E. Darko. Oh, sorry, that's your version. S. Darko. S. Darko. That'd be cool. That's a good way to end it, too. The movie and the podcast. Lit. End it. <laughs> Lit. <laughs> Dreams in which I'm dying are the best I've ever